Welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shanaan, Mr. Rob, and Zane. Yo, Rob, I see you dancing in the back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Z, what up? Rocking out, yo. Yo, 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 what up? What up, everybody? Uh, yo, 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 hey, for all y'all uh, out there, make sure you like and share. We're supposed to have a very uh, special guest on the night, legendary hip-hop guest tonight by the name of MC Shan. Shannon, take it away, bro. <laughs> yes, tonight we are expecting MC Shan to join us shortly. Yo, it feels good to be back. I was watching the interviews your brothers did in my absence. Y'all had Mobod, had Ayatollah, Cardan, G-Stats. Y'all was cooking, boy. It's good, it's good to have you back, Coach. Back, yeah. You got the clipboard back, so... Call some plays, man. Call some plays out. <laughs> yo, how was your week? Yeah, it was good, man. Um, you know, y'all know I'm doing I'm doing some incredible stuff in the crib, and that's starting to turn out to look really, really nice, man. So I'm happy about that. My wife's happy. Um, outside of that, that's that's pretty. That's that's what my life has consisted of: home decorating, pretty much. Increase the value of your home too. That's it, bro. What's up, Z? What you been up to this week? Cooler man, cooler man. Just uh, getting getting a little bit better uh, morale going, man. I was I was kind of down for a couple of days, man. You know what I'm saying? I I, was, I wasn't getting my exercise in it, so uh, you know, got my little exercise going. When you get the endorphins going, it flows through your body, feels you know you feel a lot better, man. Um, also too, man. I, I I would like to give a big shout out to uh, the No Ideas Originals. Sports crew, Kenyatta, Kareem, and Theo for doing an excellent job. I mean, them having a uh, 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 basketball star Anthony Glover and several other uh, people that they had within the last couple of weeks, man, it's just been pretty awesome. But besides that, man, just sitting back, man, I was, I was, I was looking at this Coinbase stock stuff that was going on, and I knew it was going to fall way lower. I mean, I think it went as high as like four hundred and some odd dollars, and when yeah. I checked the day, it was like three thirty something, man. So I kind of, I kind of felt it was, you know, overhyped. But don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a good company. But I kind of felt that when they wanted to initiate it at two hundred and fifty dollars, they should have kept it there, not trying to go at three eighty. I think it, it, when it, when it hit, it was three eighty and up. Yeah, yeah. I thought the oh, initial I said I thought the initial public offering was going to be two fifty, but I know I feel like it, it that first day it went over four hundred some dollars, right? They said y'all rest yeah. somewhere. No, no, it was it was three eighty, and then yeah, and it started going up. Yeah, yeah, I read somewhere where they were saying that that may make Nas a um a billionaire because he was one of the early investors, and they said KD too. Kevin Durant had um had money in there. Yeah, so he put some money in there like two thousand thirteen, and he came out. He got, he making some paper. Both of them, man. I think Nas about to make a hundred mil off of that. Look at that. A nice check like this. <laughs> yeah, look at that. We can all do some nice things with that. While we, on, while we on hip hop, let's talk a little bit. And while we waiting for MC Shan to join us, let's talk a little bit about um, DMX's legacy. So, you know, as all of us know, rest in peace to DMX the dog. Um, we lost DMX, you know, one of, the, one, one of the dopest rappers that we've had in a long time. Um, when it's all said and done, though, what's DMX legacy is going to be? And I asked this because I was having conversations with my friends a couple of weeks ago, and we got into like this this debate that we left it we left it unanswered. Where people were talking about is DMX a lyricist? Is DMX just a really great entertainer? You know, so when it's all said and done, is DMX going to be in your top ten? What do you think, Rob? 
you know what? I'm gonna keep it all the way a stack. Like Pac, I was never really a big Pac fan because my my attention for hip hop and music was always the lyrics and how you put words together. Taking nothing away from Pac, nothing away from his his poeticism. I think I think X is in that same vein. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where he, he's a great. I, trust me, I, I've been to a couple of X's. Actually, I've been to the late the last X performance at the Barclays. His set, bro. Let me tell you something. You're getting out your seat. You're participating in in, in an X show, and yo, know, and and his, and, his, and his melody was very easy cadence. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't very crazy, complicated, or nothing like that. But at the same time, as an entertainer, I think that. His presence, you know, his, of course, his prayers, that was later on in his career. But, you know what I'm saying? I think his legacy, man, it, it should leave, it should leave a good a, a good stain, if, 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 if you will, as far as being an entertainer. Yeah. What do you think, Z? I mean, to piggyback off what Rob said, um, I definitely uh, felt that DMX had that raw motion just like in comparison to Pac, but I think DMX's emotion was his enthusiasm and his emphasis on his words was was more than Pac's. Uh, I've seen live performances on like, uh, you know, certain rap DVDs and stuff back in the day and even stuff that we see on YouTube. I feel that there's very few rap artists, no, hip hop artists, I consider DMX a hip hop artist, not a rap artist. Um, I feel that there's certain there's 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 very few. It's like maybe a handful of MCs who has that stage performance. I would say one is DMX, one is Busta Rhymes, uh, another would be Snoop, another would be like uh, you know somebody like Mystical or whatever. Like they they they. They feed off the energy from the crowd, but they're gonna initiate the energy. And when the crowd energy comes to it, just it, it, it grows like a snowball effect. Uh, DMX's uh, first album, well, first known album, uh, is Dark and Hell is Hot because he had Yo, the Z, album out before that. But, Z, let me because we got the we got the legend on. Oh, we do. Back to it. Don't cut it, cause of me. And nah, bro, we got me. Nah, bro, we got we got to put some respect on your name. We got the legend to sharing in the house. What's up, brother? What's up, folks? Appreciate y'all for having me tonight. I was sitting out here with my kids on the trampoline. I almost forgot. Jeff called me and said, "Yo, you know you're supposed to be on, right?" But you already know. <laughs> oh, man. I do this. This is what I do. So it's not even a headache. <laughs> Straight up out the gate, I want to tell you, man. Yo, I, I'm I, all of all three of us. We grew up in the Bronx, yo. But y'all, I want to give respect where respect is due, because as an MC, you hold, I think, the the, the the honor of creating probably the ultimate anthem with the bridge. And you know how you call it. A lot of people don't want to give the credit, but you know I acknowledge and I give credit for for your contribution to hip hop. We were talking before you got on. We were talking actually before we got on about how you um you really set the trend as a b-boy, as a hip-hop b-boy. And you know, we have a lot of admiration and respect for you, brother, as an MC. Appreciate you. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. We heard the track. Do I gotta turn my camera sideways so mine look like y'all's or something? 
Ah, see, y'all ain't want to say nothing, though. I had to figure it out on my own. How y'all doing there? Y'all just want me to look all fucked up. <laughs> Yo, Shane, so, so tell us what it was like growing up in the bridge and how you got into rapping. It was no different than growing up in any other projects, you know what I'm saying? And it's just rapping was one of the things that came around in my day. That it was like before rap came along, it was listening to my mother's and my grandfather playing music. There wasn't no station fuzz. It wasn't no kid bop or none of that, right? Right. And so when hip hop came around, it was just a natural progression that it was our thing. Their music is a beautiful thing, but it's not our thing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, one thing about QB, man, there's there's so much talent that comes out of it. How do you feel about the success that QB has come about over the years? Man, I'm happy for everybody that got money. That, ain't that the whole idea? Get bread and get out the projects. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole idea, the whole game that we. <laughs> have established there. That's right. That's right, man. But what do you what do you think is QB's legacy? It ain't finished yet. Mm. I don't know who lives there now, but the ones that that I'm talking about, we were born and bred Queensbridge. We, we, right. we smell the air and, and the cut grass in the morning and drink the water from childhood to nineteen right. type of thing. You know, right. I can't speak for those that are there now. You know what I mean? Right. That's what, what, coming what, out doing music as young men. I don't even know if I know their parents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't vouch for them. What, so what was QB honestly like before hip hop? It was always before hip hop. It, it can't say that because all my memories are of hip hop. The jams that I couldn't go to because I was too young hearing the Grandmaster Flash and I'm outside my window in the Reef Center and I'm too young, I can't go, but my ear is to the wall. Right. You know, my window right. faced the center so I can hear all of this. Let me, let me tell so, you something, man. Every time I heard, ladies and gentlemen, we got MC Shane, that right there, yo, so I used to run out my house uh -huh. to make sure I went to the ball court. <laughs> run out my house like, it's a jam tonight. It's yep. And that's all you had to hear was, ladies and gentlemen, you got everything. All right, but think about it. They can't even have the same fun that we have with this. Yeah, there was shootouts and whatnot in the jam, but the shootout was just to fuck up the nigga sound set. <laughs> Everybody went running, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, nobody got shot. Everybody yeah. creeped back to the jam. The music started again. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, right. that just ain't happening now. It's just the, the the world is just not built that way anymore. Yeah. Yo, Shane, we got somebody in the, uh, one of the viewers said, I hope the audience can fully appreciate that this man at one time in American music history was the number one MC in the world. That's a fact. Yeah, that man is flowers. Hey, not the way, not the way that they be trying to. Look, let me tell you something. Here's how I feel. Y'all know when y'all see them hip hop collages? Mm -hmm. Them hip hop collages with all the artists. I only see one Kango on them on them joints, and it ain't mine. <laughs> it ain't so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how y'all trying to forget me on You know what I'm saying? But that's Talk okay. It's it. all good. That's why I'm still doing stuff while a lot of niggas are stagnant. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, so y'all ain't want to put me on the poster, right? Watch this. <laughs> Go on, show they make it bounce. 
Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce. Track, hopefully dude. it's yeah. one of hopefully it's one that that move a little something so I can say eh. it's gonna catch it's gonna catch I like the vibe on it yo the best one I like is I think it's the Grandmaster Cas remix with the whoa with the whoa beat uh you did something oh 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 lyric hold on lyric go get your little brother off the grass I don't care what you doing don't leave him out I don't ki- listen Go get him off the grass. Yes, I'm not man. playing. That's some real what daddy up, stuff What up, right MC there. Shan? Hey, man. It's an honor to interview you tonight, man. We're brothers on here. Thank you. Um, no problem, man. You're welcome. Fully welcome. Uh, tell me about the, the, the just growing up and wanting to get into hip-hop, man. And then what were your... Um, inspirations like name name like three mcs right keep that in mind and then number two tell me about how you met molly Mall. all right so far as the mcs i looked up to melly mel anybody after that couldn't touch me so i ain't paid them no mind i was a fourth runner not a fourth backer you know what i'm saying i'm not creating my own lane i built my own empire i didn't build my empire off of somebody else's back so I'm just, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I just was on my own lane type of thing. And, and that's what it was. I could, like I said, I came around the turn of hip hop when it turned from being in the park, the records. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that was when it could have went this way or it could have went that way. So every MC that came out on these records had to be incredible because that's what kept this, this genre of music going so far because it was a new style of music for one. Everybody and their mother saying hip hop is not gonna last. Hurry up and do what you're doing. Right. Hip hop is not gonna last. It's right. just a path phase. And it took MCs to keep on sparking this. That's you right. know what I'm saying? For it to keep going. Yeah. We, had, we had Ace going and one of the things I asked Ace was about um, his time at Cold Chillin'. And if he was able to actually, you know, get royalties from that um, cold chilling. And I know you was at MCA and then went to cold chilling. I wonder what was your experience like going from MCA to cold chilling? All right. Well, see, uh, I wasn't on MCA like that. I was never signed to MCA. The MCA deal was a, a favor. Lyric, bring him up here and take him in the house. Now, I don't care what you're doing. Pick him up and take him in the house. That was a favor. May James was the radio programmer of WBLS. And they had Feed the World. They had not Feed the World. They had um, We Are the World out. And they wanted to do a rapper version. And so they came to me and said, okay, we'll do a favor. And if it works out, take them in the house. Holter, Holter, go with your sister in the house. And, and, and if it works, we'll work further. But it just didn't work because it was around the time when Music companies didn't know what to do with hip hop. Right. So in the house, old man, I'll be in in a minute. They didn't know what to do, so the situation didn't work. I went my way and they went theirs. It never was a got dropped off empty. He cut my what? Fact check, fact check, fact check. <laughs> oh man. So did you have, was it was it good working at um Cold Chillin or being with Cold Chillin? 
It was the greatest thing because it wasn't like every other record company. It was it was different. I didn't have to go bring my demos. Come on, let's go. Get up. No, it's, it's well, you better get in there. I'm not playing with you. Running a tight, you running a tight house over there, Chad. Yeah, y'all see it every day. I be having my kids, especially the weekends. I get my sons on the weekends, <laughs> so they be, you know, this is just real daddy stuff right here, and I'm, I'm learning, to, I'm learning to divide my time. Yeah, we, we hear, you know, we hear a lot about um, fly tie, but we don't hear a lot about. Did you just change your shirt or some shit? Am I tripping? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we ain't changed the shirt. No, no. I was about to say, I thought you had another color shirt on or something. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the lights on or something. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what was it, what was it like being around Mr. Magic? No, that magic was one of a kind. If he loved you, he loved you. But if he didn't like you, he let you know about it. He was the reason that we all have a job right now. Because if it wasn't for Mr. Magic, there would be no hip-hop like it is now. He took a chance when the radio stations wanted to hire him to crush hip-hop. Play more R&B and this, that, just to have a job on the radio. He said no. He went and made WHBI. See, because it's going to sound like I'm neglecting my kid if I don't go check him right now. What do you want? You want your shoes on? Here, Yo. hold that. Say hi to them while I get your shoes. Hi. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? What's going what's on with you, man? He can't hear y'all. I got the headphones on, but that's just that's just to give him a chance to just be quiet and chill while I. Uh, you can't have the headphones. Relax. <laughs> what's his, what's his name, man? What's his name, sir? That's Holta Holta. That's Holta Holta. That's Elijah. Yeah. Come on, we going in the house because you're playing too much. Then stop it. I'm doing something that's important. Stop it. You're not, you're not, you're not hip hop if you never heard this is the world myth. myth. Exactly. Oh yeah. That right there. That right there at, at midnight. BLS getting your tape ready. Look, look, look. See, here's what it is. Get in the house. I'm not playing. Get in the house. Get in there. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Cry all you want to. Wow. Larry, don't let them back out. Now nah, I'm good. I don't care what they scream about in there. I gotta do this right here. <coughs> right. Yeah, Rob. Yo, um. <laughs> yeah, man. Let me let me as a b boy, I can tell you this. From a brand's perspective. You made me fall in love. It was you responsible for me falling in love with Puma and Kango. And the way you rocked a pair of Pumas had me killing my mother for a pair of Pumas. She ain't never let me get no Pumas either. Because <laughs> if you wanted to rock like Shan, you had to have two different pairs. <laughs> but listen, how do you feel music today influences that? <laughs> Look, see that thing up here? When I close that door, pull it over. 
now that's under control. See, this is what happens. I ain't even gonna get into that one. Family life, man. That's all it is. No, it's just like sometimes, sometimes, see, sometimes you got to watch who you give your time to because when it's time for certain people to give their time back to you, they're never available and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm having headaches right now with with doing this because I, you know, the one that's supposed to be available ain't available and I don't care. I'm still holding it down. Pie. <laughs> so I was I was asking you about music and fashion. How you how you think the, how you think the, the two is merging today? Well, they starting to dress like Grandmaster Flash in them again. It's true. Right. Cool. That was a joke, y'all. <laughs> it's true though. Nah, I'm not. Yo, listen. It's true though. Some of them are looking like that, man. Some of them are looking just like the whole, the whole, the whole squad, man. Uh-huh. They're taking the dress form back to the original hip hop days. You see it? Yeah, that's a fact, man. You see it? They, people aren't as clean cut. Like, I remember, I, I love the days of wearing British walkers and Playboys and suede fronts and just clean, just a pair of jeans, a mop neck. That was it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Quarterfield, you know, or, or the regular old jean suit. Right. A lease suit. You was in if you had a lease suit. <laughs> and, and Levi's was for niggas that had money. And they kept you clean. But fashion and music back then, it, it meant it went parallel with one another. Because when you went out, you was playing, you was around in an environment where good music was being played. So with today's music, I think it's changed a lot because not to say there's not a lot of good music, but there's 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 music that doesn't just have the, the passion and the soul and the, the, the charisma as it used to. We've been sold that out when we stopped being independent record labels and we started getting these distribution deals from these majors. When we were independent, we did what the fuck we want. We wanted to put out a record every fucking month. We did that. But once you got on the major, you had to go by a fucking schedule. You can't come out before this one. And if they ain't like you, they ain't gonna, they're going to push your album back and all that shit. So we mm-hmm. fucked that up because they took control. Now look at it. So what, you, so what would you say is the benefit of being on a major? What, just that you get a big advantage? What, nowadays? Nah, back, back, even back then. What was the benefit of being oh, on a major? I don't know. How can it be a bigger advantage when they give you two hundred fifty thousand as a studio budget, right? Mm-hmm. They sell the records at ten ninety nine. You get a quarter per record sold if you get that kind of deal. If you get a wholesale deal, that means you get a quarter every twenty five, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got two hundred fifty thousand that you owe them, and you only paying it back a quarter at a time per your contract, right? But every record is 10.99, so they done made 18 million, and you still fucking in unrecouped status. Yeah, yeah. You still unrecouped. Like what the fuck? How the motherfucker? So why would people want to deal with the majors? What, what, why did people go go the major route? Cause you couldn't do it any other way. The independence right. had, but it took a lot of money to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And if you was putting out this product and it wasn't good and it didn't sell what you got you got a whole bunch of product for nothing 
Yeah. All right? So if you were going to put money into it, you got to have made sure that it was a, a, a profitable project. Right. All right? So when the majors come along and start throwing that money, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah. It made it a lot easier. We got a lot more exposure worldwide. Mm. And a whole bunch of other things that came along, but look at the flip side. Mm. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, the art, the art of MCing. <clears throat> Has it matured? And tell me two MCs you love listening to today. I don't listen to none of these motherfuckers. Nobody? Say <laughs> <laughs> what? Because no, I'm no. like this guy. You know why? Listen, here's how it is with me, right? When I, and maybe I might decide tomorrow that I'm going to write something and make me a song. Okay. Lots of times subliminally listening as an artist, listening to other people's shit. It'll right. get stuck in your head subliminally. And motherfucker, you'll be writing some shit, man. Fuck. Why am I sounding like, like this? To, I like to be, I like to have my head clear of shit. Unless you, I, you play some shit that a nigga want. Whoa. Make a nigga go get his pen. Different story, but I, I don't, I don't know who the fuck. It's like baseball, football, that shit. I don't know none of the fucking players. Uh, there's absolutely nobody you listening to, man. I listen to weird music, man. For real, for real. I listen. Know what I listen to? All the shit that's on YouTube that my kids watch. Mm-hmm. I'm awake. I'm alive, and I know what I be. You know. Okay. Radioactive, radioactive. I be listening to crazy shit like that, yo. Yeah, you want to ask me something? I listen to that. Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. That's what I listen to, man. Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. You can get inundated with too much information, man. It's just kind of. It just leave you out there if you get stuck listening to the same stuff all the time. No, inundated with too much information is like kind of a wrong choice of word. Inundated with too much bullshit. Okay. Yeah. You have to be objective the way you are because of who you are and what you do. But me, I can say fuck all that bullshit. None of these. I still got that MC mentality. None of y'all niggas can't roast me out nowadays, niggas. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's the MC. That's the true MC. Man. I ain't gonna sit here and say I'm the best MC in the world and I'll kill everybody, but most of you niggas, I got you fucking covered. Guess, <laughs> <laughs> eh? Guess, Yo, Shan, back back to my second question I asked back then, man. How did you beat Marley Marl, man? Oh, that was in, he was in the projects. We lived in the same project, so with Shantae making her Roxanne Revenge drink, and I was the hottest one on the bench when we were spitting off our head. Natural thing to do was try and get Molly Maul's attention. So, in order to do that, I, instead of just writing a record, I wrote a record about him and went and seen him, and the rest is history. <laughs> Molly Scratch? Molly Scratch. Scratch. Went knocked right on his door. I said, yo, I wrote a record about you, yo. And back then, writing records about DJ was it. Jam Master J, du, du, du. you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm, yeah. talk about your DJ. And so, the rest is history after that. Yeah, I always thought you and Molly made a really dope team. I know, you know, recent, well, not recently, but I know you guys even distant, distant 
tell from each other. Like, you know, did y'all reconcile? Y'all work through whatever differences you have? Oh, we don't got no differences nowadays, but you got to look at two creative personalities, right? Mm -hmm. I want to create and add on and the one that's making shit happen. And what can you tell him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I learned as much as I could with him and then I moved on to do my own producing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yo, is it true that you um that you played the keys on Check Out My Melody? Yeah, and I recorded his vocals on yeah. Check Out My Melody. Wee, wee, wee. No, which one was it? Boom, ba -dum, boom, boom. Oh, I'd be president. Yeah, that was yeah, a joke. I played keyboards on it and I mixed it. If you go look at the record credits as, the, as they used to back then, mm -hmm. the record predators say mixed by MC Shank. That's why wow. you hear the echo sounding all crazy. Talk about your um, I ain't no nigga challenge that you put up on your on your page. <laughs> Look, I ain't no nigga challenge, yo. Motherfucking niggas out here doing stupid shit, right? You wanna be gangster? <laughs> you wanna be gangster? I wanna see you go tell the judge the same shit. That nigga come outside, he'll tell his mama fuck you, right? That's gangster. Nigga, go to the judge. And when you, you only facing 30 days. And I wanna see you tell the judge, kiss my ass, your honor, stick that 30 days up your ass. Let me give you another five years and you was only facing 30 days. That's when I say you gangster and I will pat you on your back when you come home. Oh man. Tell us about all so gangster. <laughs> Tell us about Daddy Yankee sampling informer. Daddy Yankee isn't sampling former. Daddy Yankee came to us and said I want to do an interpolation of your song. See, this is when people do business the proper way. Right. Before anything ever goes down, they come to you and say, listen, this is what we want to do. Split, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Ain't nobody doing shit with it now anyway. So, you know what I'm saying? And the rest is history. It went 41 times platinum. I don't know what that means in the digital world and all the YouTube, 2 billion. You know, I don't know what that means. All I know is this, I'm comfortable. Yeah. So what I got to say is funky chairs and shit. <laughs> how, how did you end up meeting Snow, though? Because he's, he's from Canada, right? I was going to the store to get me some weed. <laughs> That's some real shit. I was on my way to the weed man, right? Right. And his DJ Prince and ran into Prince. Prince said, yo, I got a white guy from Canada. He do reggae. Ah, yeah, right. Man, get out my face with that. Snow came down two weeks after that, right? When I heard him spit that informer, you know, said I snow me on the blam. I did keep him down. I said, yo, we're going to the studio right now. So we went to the studio right then. And the rest is history. For mad weeks in a row, right? That song started for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a number one song for, for God only knows how long. I could tell you how long. Seven weeks in seven countries, number one. <laughs> Look, in the Guinness Book of World Records, two times. 
It might go three after Daddy Yankee, but so far, Informer, I'm probably the only rap artist and motherfucker y'all niggas know in the Guinness Book of World Records. You can do some that motherfucking record. And it's there twice, not only once, but two times. Some of them accolades folks don't know about me. Just think, motherfucking, I'm just a mediocre rapper. You shouldn't wrap your ass around the tree. You can hurt you, man. You wrap yourself. What was was it like being down with the juice pool? Very competitive. (laughs) Everybody in the juice pool is nice, so it always was a nice, competitive, keep you on your toes atmosphere. Right. You know, and that's what that's what we like. If you don't notice on all of the records that we've ever done together, as everybody come in with they, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why I wasn't on the symphony because I knew better. <laughs> I knew better. Like, I'm not getting on the symphony because certain, I did Molly Scratch and I didn't get paid. Well, I'm gonna be on the symphony and I got two things I don't get paid for. Y'all go ahead, y'all y'all don't get paid. Yo, I, as as a fan though, I would love to hear you put a verse on that beat. Even yeah, so you should you should do a freestyle to it just because now. Yeah. That would be like hate, like nigga. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you just couldn't leave that beat alone, huh? You just had to show off on that beat, right? Yo, and and show to make it bounce, Ooh. bounce. Don't show they make it. Did that? Did you make that beat? What that beat there? For that, for the bounce joint, yeah. No, I never produced myself. See, a wise man knows when to fucking leave it up to others. Yes, I can produce acts, but when I'm behind the microphone, I need an objective ear. I need somebody right. that's gonna tell me, "Shut up, Shan." When you right. have too many yes men around you, you get records that you hear nowadays because everybody wanna eat off of him. I don't right, be around right. yes man. So when I'm when the motherfucker say, yo, try it like this, I know he's telling it to me for a reason. Right. And I'll try it like that. Either it's gonna work or it's not gonna work. You right. know? So but 99% you? of the time, pockets, DJ Pocket. But 99% of the time, fucking with Shan, if you know me. Oh, you're gonna know you're right when you're telling this shit to me, but I'm gonna argue you down to the last <laughs> fucking minute, and I'm gonna say, you know what, you was right. <laughs> At least I'm gonna admit it, but I'm gonna argue fuck down to the last fucking like before the pause. I'm out. God damn. Yo, but at least you at least you willing to actually take the feedback, you know, when you have produced people or have you ever been in the studio with somebody and you say to them, try it a different way. Have you ever experienced somebody saying, nah, I'm not going to do it a different way? No, because they all get warm before they come in the studio with me. That Shan is a piece and he's going to have you doing things and he's going to keep on you. I'm not going to just say down. You're just going to hear the tape stop. <laughs> just out of nowhere. And then you go, well, what happened? What happened? What the fuck you think you happened? Are you in key? Are you on note? That well, what was you doing? So it's like it's a it's a rough thing with me in the studio, whether it be singing or whether you be rapping. Oh, I'ma let you do your style, 
I'm gonna let you do what you gotta do, but I'm gonna make sure that you in that pocket, you all that falling off and beating, man. That, that's not, not a like style, nigga. Right, right. That's no. not a style, nigga. That's you can't fucking. Da, 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 da. That's why. Now, if you notice, all of those remixes of my song, they fit on every one of them perfectly. Why? Because I rode that motherfucking beat so tight when I did it. Except for in one or two places. But you can't fucking complain. These niggas is out here mumbling. I stuttered on one word. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck out of here. But you can actually mix that record to another song. And, it, and it's like the shit was... You know what I'm saying? Because I rode... I ride the fucking rhythm. I don't be falling. And if I'm gonna... If I'm gonna freak it in between, it's gonna be within my words and the style and the way I say shit. Not right. just trying to be a little off beat and thinking this is a style. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have a reason and a purpose for it. Right, right, right. You know Articulate yourself. That's right. You get, yo, you giving away game right now because I don't think a lot of rappers nowadays even think about riding the beat. Yo, they don't I have give no away game all the time. though. I give it give it away all the time because I. I don't, people say, why don't you just make a book and sell that? No, I'm not selling that information. I'm giving it to anyone that needs to know it. Because why not want them to sound a little bit better than they sound right now? Because you don't know how to put a pencil in your mouth. One day I, I did a whole seminar on my on my Instagram page about how, how you fuck up the, in the very first beginning as one of these new acts is thinking you shit. You know what I'm saying? There's people that'll convince you they the shit. They the wackest motherfucker you've ever heard in your life. But their confidence level is so up there and they're always in your face, always in your face. Yeah. Where the one that think he got shit, he's sitting back with his rolly shining, trying to floss, thinking he the man already that you gotta come to him. That's where you make your first mistake, thinking you the man already, and you ain't earned nothing, you ain't you ain't did nothing to be there. You wearing a three hundred dollar belt and five hundred dollar shoes, and ain't invested nothing into your goddamn career. That's game, That's all the way game right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's hey, hey, Shan, tell us about um some of your greatest memories as far as tour life, man. Man, after a while touring, it just becomes one long city. You don't remember where you at. <laughs> Every place is fun. Being from the ghetto and ain't never been nowhere before. Traveling to all these places, it ain't nothing but fun. So it was just like one long party for a long time. <laughs> and you did, and you couldn't catch. You couldn't catch HIV or Corona back then, so you know it's a lot of fucking going on. <laughs> the worst, right. thing you, worst thing you would need was a penicillin pill, my nigga. <laughs> well, I know, I, I know you had your favorites though. Like, I mean, were you were you able to go like to um different parts of Europe or? Japan, Africa, wherever. You know, Jamaica. Yeah, like I said, they all the same. You there four or five days and then you gone. You come back. And it's all, you know what I'm saying? It's, well, for me it is because everywhere I go, I want to go in the hood. 
So everywhere I go, whether it be over here in England, whatever, yeah, I want to go to the hood. I don't want to be in no rich or nothing. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm just in the hood in somebody else's country. Fuck it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I want, I want the native food. I don't want the bullshit. I want the what the natives are eating. Mm-hmm. In the hood, I want the good Jamaican restaurant. I don't want the thing that that got the fancy looking, you know, that uh, what you call that spot? Gold. I don't want golden crust. I don't want golden crust. I don't want that. I want I want the rice that they cooked in in the tire iron. I don't want golden crust. If he yeah. put golden crust on blast, right? The joint on the drum. The joint where they, they cut open like the, the drum and make the jerk chicken on the official shit. That's how on a hot plate and just waiting for you to heat it up, son. Look, and the rice is in an actual tire rim. And it's mm-hmm. got a daggone cold in the tire rim. You know, tire rims got a whole natural venting system, so it works out nice. Yeah. Yo, um, Shan, I um, I follow you on Instagram, and I see that you, you know you had a lot of things to say about DMX passing, and I, you know, I appreciate that, you know, because, you know, I, I think that, to me, X is a legend, you know, X is a legend, and I think a lot of people forgot the worth and what his contribution to hip hop was until actually all of this transpired. So the fact that you and you, you know, you being a legend, speaking on it, like to me, I, you know, I think that's dope, man that you even having those conversations with people. Look, I had to say it because it's like, and, and, and you know, there's a lot of people out here right now that's acting like he was his mans and them and mm-hmm. it was fucked up, none of y'all was saying shit. Right. A lot of these videos, watch these videos of X that are coming up. Look at them really good. And you can tell X, fucked up in 99% of them motherfuckers. You gonna tell me that it wasn't niggas around him at that point? You know what I'm saying? So what he the boss, nigga? That don't mean shit. A nigga gonna respect you more when you just say fuck your status, nigga. This is what the fuck it is, my nigga. They gonna love you more. And they're gonna definitely give you more thought cause know why you ain't like the rest of these yes motherfuckers around him and he waiting for you. He's waiting for a nigga like you to say, motherfucker, yo, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And so, if you look at them videos, like I'm saying, I, nigga, I can tell. I know what a nigga that's high on cocaine and shit look like. The stuttering, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You can't say that nobody didn't notice, but now he was your mans in them. And I, I said that, and I didn't say it as if me and X hung out lovely. I ran into X one time out here in Atlanta, right? I was DJing in the strip club. X heard I was DJing in the strip club. The nigga came through, yo, where's Shen at? Yo, where's Shen? You know what I'm saying? I left, the, I put the turntables on automation. <laughs> we went around the corner. Look, I, we went around the corner and went and crashed TI video. Wow. D.I. was shooting a video around the corner after me and D went around the corner. I guess the motherfucker said, where's D at? Cause you know, he ain't give a fuck about Shan. But it was D. He was like, yo, where's D going back around the corner with Shan? <laughs> <laughs> and so T.I. and the whole video crew came around, around to the club and they worked something out with the club and they shot a little video for some little Chicago kid there. 
know what I'm saying? But okay. that that was a fun night with, with him and I experienced like most people have because of his spirit. And and with just understanding that my nigga, I'm just like you. We don't want niggas taking pictures of us and shit. They're gonna start making rumors and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> what Shannon D, them niggas are getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> You know how the world works, man. They'll, they'll take, they'll run that through the ground, man. But I don't give a fuck. I ain't ashamed of the shit. The fuck, nigga, can't make me feel fucked up because I did what I did in my life. That's my character, nigga. All your fuck ups is what gives your character. Giving, mm-hmm. get, having shit given to you, you have no character, motherfucker, because you don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. I've got character because everything that I got, I earned, the motherfucker, to the point where I say what the fuck I want to say. Without apologies, fuck it. We just have a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Adversity does build character. Yo, son, and it builds great character, man. When you, huh? when you, you, you get through what you're going through, and it's like, yo, I'm still here. Fuck the rest of y'all. Fuck that. And then tomorrow, some new shit pop up. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> you a break, yo. You can't get a break. You can't get a break. Look, you want to know what two things you can never have at the same time unless you're very fucking lucky? You can't have money and you can't have love at the same time. Either you got love and you a broke motherfucker. Cause you ever see two motherfuckers that ain't got a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out? Just love the fuck out. And you look and you just want that kind of love that they got. These motherfuckers ain't got shit. But they love the fuck out of each other. Mm-hmm. But then you got money, and you can't fucking tell whether the bitch loved you or not. So you just fucked on every scale. You just like, <laughs> you can't never have the two at the same time. And yeah, now don't let the chick, don't let the chick or the male come after you made the money. You're going to always question them, which means you're never going to sleep good at night. So you just might as well be fucking solo, single, no less. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 Sam, man, I, I definitely um like how Queensbridge got together and did that QB 2000 uh, video, but collectively they did the QB album, the Queensbridge Finest album. And for you to uh, do the rendition of your original verse from back then, that was classic. But tell me how it was uh, just for that 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 recording process. Was it with y'all like? doing certain separate days and tell me about the video process no it was all in the studio just like we was all at the video right that right there almost didn't happen i wasn't gonna do it and i'm glad because Cormega made me do it and he made me understand why i was spitting that old style on there it was one of them down. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to come in there and get them niggas motherfucking a flip of the tongue like y'all niggas ain't saying shit. But called Mega was like, yo, uh, Shan, we want you to do that. But just to get me to the studio, they had to kidnap me from my house. Actually, for real, because I wasn't coming. How did they do that? They sent the nigga that I respect to my crib, bodyguard. Rob Labor, they sent Rob Labor, cause they know I fuck with Body G and Body G. I'm like, yo, Body G, I ain't going to, I'm, I'm not doing it. 
Body G actually made sure I had all what I needed to go to the studio, snatch me up, put me in the fucking van, and, and kidnap me. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna press charges on you 20 years later for kidnapping and shit. <laughs> Fuck it. But the nigga kidnapped me for that one. Shut up, Domino Dan. Did you did you think when you was recording the bridge that that song would have this kind of impact in hip hop history? We like close to 40 years later, and still that's still like everybody's favorite joint. No, still my favorite joint. We listened to it in Queensbridge for two years before it was ever on record. Wow. Two years. Why? Because we didn't think nobody else wanted to hear about our hood. Wow. Nobody wanted to hear about Queensbridge. Domino, shut up. Yeah, that song, that song, that song, so, that song, 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 like a lot of these cats had to go through some hoops and all of that just to get your record played. When I made some in the afternoon, Saturday okay. night, my joint was on the radio, period. Yeah. With, 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 is there any other producers you would work with outside of Molly or have you worked with outside of Molly? I always wanted to, to work with Dre, but since I didn't work with Dre, I took his fucking Eminem track and I rhymed on it anyway. <laughs> hey Shan, uh tell me tell me uh who was who was probably the the, 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 the biggest inspiration to come across as far as like after after Molly, as far as as far as beats for you, like were you were you always just just in that realm of Molly? Like I know you said you wanted to work with Dre, but was there somebody like in between that you wanted to work with that was from the East Coast? Maybe Pete Rock. Pete Rock made things. Yeah, for me, for me, things. That's what I had a thing with, with samples. Premier, he'll, you know, he was making some ill beats, but I, I didn't want to do samples like that. Premier had a different feel. I'd have to be in the studio with Premier for a week to figure out what the hell I'm gonna do, because it's like he got so many things that could have been ill. But the way Premier made beats, you know what I'm saying? It was different from the way Molly had made beats or the way Dre made beats. So who else made ill beats? Uh, who else made Large Pro. Large Professor produced yeah. stuff for me. Large Professor produced, um, 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 um P-Now Reunion. P-Now Reunion. The, the video that, that I was in the jailhouse with, Large Professor did that one. But see, a lot, everybody was samples back then, actually. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was just, the premiere was Gangstar's DJ, his producer. I saw the way I could put it, you know what I'm saying? And the way him and Gangstar made records was different from the way that I heard me making records. Mm. And this was before Premier was producing all that hot shit and all of that. You talking about early days of me, you know what I'm saying? Right, right now, I jump on a Premier beat in a fucking heartbeat. But back then, it was like, that was Gangstar's, you know what I'm saying? And, right. you know? 
That's the, that's a perfect segue. I know, I know, I know. Shannon, Rob, about to go next, but when I first heard DJ Premier did that jump with uh with um with uh, nice Dwick, no Dwick, yeah, nice and smooth with uh with 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 uh my man um damn how how's his name just uh Uru. 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 huh Guru. It was Guru. I'm sorry, Guru. Yeah, I just went blank for a minute. But but that Dwick beat, I could hear your voice on that joint back then. It sounded like it was customly made for you. <laughs> See, but I wasn't. Matter of fact, if you remember, after I, I was out of the game by 93. If I got in at 86, by 93, 92, I was out. So me getting a, a budget from a record company to actually fucking do that beat that premiere was made for me like you said i wasn't in the game like that i would produce snow and sonically i could definitely hear, hear your verse on that Nigga, i was already producing snow i was out the hip-hop game why i'm gonna be doing all of this ain't getting paid for records i could owe y'all them five records fuck you i ain't doing no more hip-hop records if I would have done hip hop records, what the fuck? I would have owed it to Cold Chillin', so why not just quit, period? Right, what yeah. I'm gonna do this for? I'm over here making stacks on stacks on stacks with this kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. Being the producer, the writer, and all of that. And right. what I'm gonna keep messing with this for? You ain't nobody getting paid over here. Mm. Yo, so, 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 all of that, so, all of that rumors about, oh, how my career got crushed and whatnot. So, so what was it with um with Cold Chillin? Was it just that the paperwork wasn't right, or was it that it was you know it was a bunch of friends that got together and did it? So the business element it was it was just what you said. It was just what you said. Francine, I, there was another message I wanted to put out the other day. People always saying, "Well, why ain't Puffy helping uh, Black Rob?" Because see, us as artists, we looking at them and we're doing friend business. They're doing business business, but we're doing friend business. Yeah. And so friend business will get you situations like Rob. Friend situations will get you shit like mine where you don't got nothing of yours. You know what I'm saying? And unless you produce something or did something outside of what you were doing, well, you have bread. But people are looking around, but you got to understand that Puffy was doing business. I was doing friends with Cold Chillin'. Rob was doing friends. Oh, that's my man. He put me down, this and that. And I've seen that question asked, and I'm like, don't people understand that this is the music business and you gotta separate friends with everything you do? Soon as, soon as, I, uh, let's say I got a friend, right? Soon as I pay that man to do something, we're no longer friends. I'm giving you my money and I want my yard done the way you would do everybody else's yard. Don't slack on mine because we're friends. We gotta separate that now. Once money becomes involved, that there's no more friends, any kind of business. We'll be friends after the business. Because right. if you don't do the fucking yard right, that means you're trying to play me, take my money, and it won't be no more friends. But yeah. most people don't work on that premise of being truthful, honest, and it, it makes you live a lot better because you don't have to look over your shoulder every goddamn day. 
That's right. You know, you know what I what, what bugs me out. What I think, like you know, the, the early hip hop. I mean, there are some people who was in it for the long game, and they probably knew that residuals were going to be coming down the pipe. But I feel like a lot of executives were probably giving artists money up front, or giving artists a couple of dollars, or give them a car, rather than giving them these, the, letting them get the residuals. Like if you think about, like even some of your music, I'm sure they probably reissued those albums three and four times already and made God only knows how much money off of it versus what they probably paid you to record the album. You hit it on the head. And you got to remember that those rules that the, the, the record company was playing, that was mafia rules back then, the way the mafia ran the game. And that's what it's been from Barry Gordy on down the whole line. You're gonna, right. you're gonna take this money, you're gonna owe me, and you're gonna keep owing me. If, if you borrow $100 from the mafia, by the time the end of the week comes, you own 300. Next week, you own 3,000. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the way the record companies were set up. You look at it. Go look back at the history of who was running the record company. Yeah. Right. That's right. You can tell that, man. So, Shane, and now I there's a whole I... new way. Good now I was gonna say I, I see you over there grilling, brother. We need we need to get you on a, a cooking show. Shan <laughs> grills man, and chills, brother. Man, I'll be on it every I don't I don't need an occasion to throw on the grill. I have to be bringing it outside. I'll th I'll throw the grill on, it don't even matter. Nah, I think that's dope, man. Hey Shan, but those that's, that's why that dog keep barking. That dog waiting for that ribeye, man. That dog, he waiting for no. that ribeye to go on that grill, man. No, he tied up, right? And the kids is in the house. And he oh, thinks he's one of my kids. <laughs> Cause we had him since a puppy. So when the kids be playing, he's part of their shit. So right. now that they in the house, he's like, yo, y'all left me. Y'all left me, yo. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so man. Go on the house. From your Instagram, though, it looked like you really having a good time. You enjoying your life. Like Rob said, I see you grilling. I see you with the kids. Yeah, man. You you working on the bus? You you are customizing your bus too? I've been to the bus. The bus is done. The bus is just sitting in my backyard right now. Damn. I just put it, push that shit to the back. I'm trying to get all the summer stuff done. All right. But see, I'm the type that I I was gonna have my baby mama run the bus company for her mom. set up for that yet. I can't do that and do this and do this. I can't do everything. So the right. bus ain't going nowhere. And he, and uh, the bus done paid off already for me. I didn't pick my sons up from school. I'm the only father in the school that picked their sons up on a school bus that's decked out with music and everything. So it paid for itself already. In the end of the day, if I if I sell it, it's not gonna lose the value. It'll be okay. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm promoting my music. I don't wanna do it. Every other every other commercial be, oh, get my bus. Shut up, man. man you shut, shut up. Now back, back. Now speaking yeah, of the wine music, bottle, right? Because, look, the wine <laughs> bottle. These are the only things that reach him. These are the only things that reach him from where I'm at when I need to be quiet. Yo, pop, shut. <laughs> hey, 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 Stan, man. Uh, tell us about this, 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 this new single, man. About make it bounce. Like, have you, you already, you already thought about the, uh, the marketing plan about how many DJs you're gonna send that blast to, or you, you, you. 
you selectively picking DJs or what's going on? Are you just no. like the email plan? Here's what I did. Boy. Here's what I did. I got on there and I put the song up and I said, I said, uh, any DJ that want it, I'm gonna give it to you. See, you can't hold the music nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You can't hold it. You gotta give it to these folks. And so I gave it to them. And it's getting a nice response. It's getting play on Sirius and rotation on Sirius. I'm on, on Rock the Bell. Nice. You, know, it, you know, I gave it to the, the people that need to have it. Right. And anybody else that wanted it. You know what I'm saying? I gave it to DJs that are just, oh, you want to make a remix? I gave them the acapella. They made their own version of it. And it was good that somebody heard me and heard me on something else that was their vision. Right. Yeah. Nice. Instead of saying, oh, I don't like that shit totally. That's it. And, and, and kind of piggybacking on Zane's point, man, I can hear... I can hear your voice on so many different tracks today, bro. Like, yo, I can hear, I can hear your your rhyme style, your cadence, and there's a lot of producers out there, man. Look, check this out. I'm running into one hour any more than motherfucking folks gonna be coming to my house talking about you neglecting your children. So I got the motherfucking get up and go take my ass in the house and tend to my children. Cause I've been on here, and you know what I'm saying? I ain't that kind of daddy and shit. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take care of mine. So I'm gonna have to say, appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, One man. time for your mind, two time for your soul. Ain't nothing standing between you and success, but air and opportunity, y'all. So let's go get it. Right. Peace. 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 All right. Thank y'all very much for having me, man. You're welcome. Thank you, Shan. Appreciate y'all. There you have it, MC Shan. Everybody. Really? Yeah, I was, like, yeah I, was, I was about to say to him but, um, before he had to get off, though. I had a chance to see him at the um, Juice Crew reunion show at BB King's a couple of years ago. And I'm hoping that after COVID and everything, you know, uh, clears up, that there's an opportunity for Juice Crew to continue to go out and do reunion shows because the show was really good. It was better than some of the newer artist shows that I've seen. Yo, they, they put they put some things together pretty nicely, man. And it's an event to go to, man. I can't wait to see them come back up. Yeah. So, on that note, we'll say this: like we 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 scheduled to have a really big guest next Wednesday for everybody. Um, we'll probably get the promotional flyers out for it probably tomorrow um hope everybody tune in next week hope everybody enjoyed listening to mc shan talk about his time with the juice crew his time on cold chilling his new record bounce uh and closing rob anything you want to say man listen man like subscribe share we got some good trees coming up pretty soon man so um that's it man and go check the website out too man we got some merch out there man y'all think y'all like yeah, yeah. No ideas original LLC.com. Zane, what's up? You want to say anything before we end? Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, it's been great for you all to be on the journey with us. We got a bunch of goodies coming. So just stay tuned. Love y'all. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. Good to be back. 
Thank you to Rob, Zane, holding it down in my absence. Thank you to Kenyatta, because Kenyatta was filling in for me also. Kenyatta, shout out to Wayne, shout out to Theo. For sure. Peace out. Oh, and lastly, um, if you didn't see us on Instagram Live yesterday with Knowledge Born Allah, we're supposed to be on Knowledge Born Allah um, show this evening, too, at 9 o'clock. So you can pull up, pull up to his, um, his YouTube page and catch us over there. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.